Merry Christmas. This is New Creation Common Prayer. Today we are called to worship with Psalm 37. Don't get upset over evildoers. Don't be jealous of those who do wrong, because they will fade fast like grass. They will wither like green vegetables. Trust the Lord and do good. Live in the land and farm faithfulness. Enjoy the Lord, and he will give what your heart asks. Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust him. He will act and will make your righteousness shine like the dawn, your justice like high noon. Be still before the Lord and wait for him. Don't be upset when someone gets ahead, someone who invents evil schemes. Let go of anger and leave rage behind. Don't get upset, it will only lead to evil because evildoers will be eliminated, but those who hope in the Lord, they will possess the land. In just a little while, the wicked won't exist. If you go looking around their place, they won't be there, but the weak will inherit the land. They will enjoy a surplus of peace, the wicked plot against the righteous, grinding their teeth at them. But my Lord just laughs at them because he knows that their day is coming. The wicked draw their swords and bend their bows to bring down the weak and the needy, to slaughter those whose way is right. But the sword of the wicked will enter their own hearts. Their bows will be broken. Better is the little that the righteous have than the overabundant wealth of the wicked. The arms of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord supports the righteous. The Lord is intimately acquainted with the lives of the blameless. Their heritage will last forever. They won't be ashamed in troubling times, and in a period of famine they will eat their fill. But the wicked will die, the Lord's enemies will disappear, like the, disappear like the beauty of a meadow in smoke. The wicked borrow and don't pay, pay it back, but the righteous are generous and giving. Those blessed by God will possess the land, but those cursed by God will be cut off. A person's steps are made secure by the Lord when they delight in his way. Though they trip up, they won't be thrown down, because the Lord holds their hand. I was young and now I'm old, but I have never seen the righteous left all alone. Have never seen their children begging for bread. They are always gracious and generous. Their children are a blessing. Turn away from evil, do good, then you will live in the land forever. The Lord loves justice. He will never leave his faithful all alone. They are guarded forever, but the children of the wicked are eliminated. The righteous will possess the land. They will live on it forever. The mouths of the righteous recite wisdom. Their tongues discuss justice. The instruction of their God is in their hearts. They don't miss a step. The wicked, on the other hand, target the righteous, seeking to kill them. But the Lord won't leave the righteous to the power of the wicked and won't let the righteous be found guilty when they are judged. Hope in the Lord and keep his way. He will lift you up so you can possess the land when the wicked are eliminated. You will see it for yourself. I myself have seen wicked, powerful people exalting themselves like a stately cedar. But when I came back, they were gone. I looked all over for them, but they couldn't be found. Observe those who have integrity and watch those whose heart is right because the future belongs to persons of peace. But wrongdoers will be destroyed altogether. The future of the wicked will be cut short. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is their refuge in times of trouble. 
The Lord will help them and rescue them, rescue them from the wicked, and he will save them, because they have taken refuge in him. Today's Old Testament reading comes from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 20, verses 1 through 24. David fled from the camps at Ramah. He came to Jonathan and asked, What have I done? What is my crime? How have I wronged your father that he wants me dead? Jonathan said to him, No, you are not going to die. Listen, my father doesn't do anything big or small without telling me first. Why would my father hide this from me? It isn't true. But David solemnly promised in response, Your father knows full well that you like me. He probably said, Jonathan must not learn about this or he'll be upset. But I promise you on the Lord's life and yours that I am this close to death. What do you want me to do? Jonathan said to David. I'll do it. Okay, listen, David answered Jonathan. Tomorrow is the new moon, and I'm supposed to sit with the king at the feast. Instead, let me go and I'll hide in the field until nighttime. If your father takes note of my absence, tell him David begged my permission to run down to his hometown Bethlehem because there is an annual sacrifice there for his whole family. If Saul says, fine, then I, your servant, am safe. But if he loses his temper, then you'll know for certain that he intends to harm me. So be loyal to your servant, because you've brought your servant into a sacred covenant with you. If I'm guilty, then kill me yourself. Just don't take me back to your father. Enough, Jonathan replied. If I can determine for certain that my father intends to harm you, of course I'll tell you. Who will tell me if your father responds harshly? David asked Jonathan. Come on, Jonathan said to David, let's go into the field. So both of them went out into the field. Then Jonathan told David, I pledge by the Lord God of Israel that I will question my father by this time tomorrow or on the third day. If he seems favorable toward David, I will definitely send word and make sure you know. But if my father intends to harm you, then may the Lord deal harshly with me, Jonathan, and worse still if I don't tell you right away so that you can escape safely. May the Lord be with you as he once was with my father. If I remain alive, be loyal to me. But if I die, don't ever stop being loyal to my household. Once the Lord has eliminated all of David's enemies from the earth, if Jonathan's name is also eliminated, then the Lord will seek retribution from David. So Jonathan again made a pledge to David because he loved David as much as himself. Tomorrow is the festival of the new moon, Jonathan told David. You will be missed because your seat will be empty. The day after tomorrow, go all the way to the spot where you hid on the day of the incident and stay close to that mound. On the third day, I will shoot an arrow to the side of the mound as if aiming at a target. Then I'll send the servant boy saying, go retrieve the arrow. If I yell to the boy, hey, the arrow is on this side of you, get get it. Then you can come out because it will be safe for you. There won't be any trouble. I make a pledge on the Lord's life. But if I yell to the young man, hey, the arrow is past you, Then run for it, because the Lord has sent you away. Either way, the Lord is witness between us regarding the promise we made to each other. So David hid himself in the field. When the new moon came, the king sat at the feast to eat. Today's New Testament reading comes from the book of 1 John, chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born from God. Whoever loves someone who is a parent loves the child born to the parent. This is how we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep God's commandments. This is the love of God. We keep God's commandments. 
God's commandments are not difficult because everyone who is born from God defeats the world. And this is the victory that has defeated the world, our faith. Who defeats the world? Isn't it the one who believes that Jesus is God's son? This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies. Because the Spirit is the truth. The three are testifying. The Spirit, the water, and the blood. And the three are united in agreement. If we receive human testimony, God's testimony is greater. Because this is what God testified. He has testified about his Son. The one who believes in God's Son has the testimony within. The one who doesn't believe God has made God a liar because that one has not believed the testimony that God gave about his son. And this is the testimony. God gave eternal life to us, and this life is in his son. The one who has the son has life. The one who doesn't have God's son does not have life. Today's gospel reading comes from the gospel of John chapter 13 verses 20 through 35. I assure you that whoever receives someone I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. After he said these things, Jesus was deeply disturbed and testified, I assure you, one of you will betray me. His disciples looked at each other, confused about which of them he was talking about. One of the disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, was at Jesus' side. Simon Peter nodded at him to get him to ask Jesus who he was talking about. Leaning back toward Jesus, the disciple asked, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It's the one to whom I will give this piece of bread once I have dipped into the bowl. Then he dipped the piece of bread and gave it to Judas, Simon Iscariot's son. After Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. Jesus told him, What you are about to do, do quickly. No one sitting at the table understood why Jesus said this to him. Some thought that since Judas kept the money bag, Jesus told him, go buy what we need for the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. So when Judas took the bread, he left immediately, and it was night. When Judas was gone, Jesus said, now the human one has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify the human one in himself, and will glorify him immediately. Little children, I'm with you for a little while longer. You will look for me, but just as I told the Jewish leaders, I also tell you now, where I'm going, you can't come. I give you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, so you also must love each other. This is how everyone will know that you are my disciples, when you love each other. Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you. All of my days, I want to praise the wonders of your mighty my shelter, the tower of refuge and strength. Let every 
Apostles' Creed is a statement of Christian faith that has been handed down in Western Christianity for well over 1,500 years. While shorter than the Nicene Creed, it beautifully summarizes the core tenets of Christianity about the triune God and the people of God called the Church. It faithfully hands down through the ages the beliefs given to the Church by the first Apostles of Jesus Christ, generation to generation. Now, let's recite that faith handed down so beautifully together. I believe in God, 
the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now let us enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you, wherever you're joining with us, to lift up your prayers, either out loud or silently, wherever you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church, both our local congregation and the church worldwide. Help us to be unified in our mission today and to be great co-partners with your spirit wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering today, whether sick, injured, or oppressed. Be with them, supply their needs, and bring justice today, we pray. Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace and enable us to be peacemakers. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, including these. And now let us pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with these words from Psalm 118. Give thanks to the Lord because he is good, because his faithful love lasts forever. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We'll see you tomorrow. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's song was Shout to the Lord, performed by Ryan Gage and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. 
All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was read by Caleb Daniels. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Caleb Daniels. And today's gospel reading was by Caleb Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was created awesomely by Keller Gage. Today's devotion was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.